Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, Seek Ye First. This is the first in a series of messages, which is titled, For Thine is the Kingdom. This series will look at the kingdom life for a believer. Today's message finds itself in Matthew chapter 6. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them to Matthew chapter 6 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. And so what I want to bring you into today is to come on this uh, uh, maturity train ride with me. And every stop along the way this year, God is going to continue to grow us, to heal us, to prune us, sometimes even discipline us. But it's all for his greater good, for his glory, and for our blessing. Right? I don't want us to be a church of itchy ears. Well, we're just waiting for the, for, the, for the next wave of something inspirational to grab hold of something. No, 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 no. I want us to get in this word, to stay in this word, so we can understand transformation. The word is inspiring. Yes, it is. But it is more so transforming because it's renewing our minds. So he asked uh, Peter in Matthew chapter 16, where he was asking all of the disciples, who do you say that I am? Oh, we think you're a good prophet. You John, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah. You're one of the mother good ones that have said something about you. But then Peter replied and said, no, you are the Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus said, now you're blessed. Flesh and blood ain't revealed that to you. But my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, that on that rock, I'm going to build my church. He ain't just building churches. He said the gates of hell can't prevail against it. You got access, you got authority, and you got abundance. The gates of hell cannot what? Prevail against it. The gates of hell can't prevail against it. In other words, we are to be a movement. The gates do one of two things. It's to keep the enemy out or to keep the person in, right? Y'all know they got little kids. What you do? You put a gate on the steps. You make sure that they don't get out. <laughs> and hopefully don't nothing try to come in to take your baby away, right? So in like manner, the enemy has a gate. But God told us that the gates of hell can't prevail against us. We can go in there and snatch some snow souls out. We can bring people out of the pit and bring him into his promise. Oh, I wish I had a church this morning. We, do you hear what I'm saying? We have the power and the authority to go in the enemy camp and say, nope, I want my grandma, I want my auntie, I want my cousin, I want my coworker, I want my neighbor. All y'all coming out with me. So here we are. Here's a few things I want you to consider today. Out of this, there's just three takeaways. Three takeaways, real quick, Sade. Three takeaways. First thing I want you to see out of this passage. I can't exhaust everything out of here, but to help us begin to set the stage for how God is leading us this year, there's three takeaways for us to understanding the kingdom of God, I mean the kingdom life, and why our focus needs to be on the kingdom of God. Because we, in the Bible Belt, we have learned how to play church. I want us to know how to pray kingdom. Amen? 
So here we go. First thing I want us to see is God's instruction. It's God's instruction. Right? Nate. Nate can probably help me understand this, or at least he'll comfort me if this hasn't been his story. I am a male. Right? I'm a man. I'm 40. Like, 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 the, like the meme that went out. I'm 40. I'm a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm past that part, too. Right? <laughs> but, so, I have this thing called male pride. And it really shows up when it comes to putting stuff together. <laughs> so, so I... I wish you wouldn't have laughed like that, but I was kind of laughing inside myself, at myself, that way, right? So I got this thing called male pride, my brother, when I go to put something together. And the first thing I like to do is I like to look at the picture that's outside on the box. I most often, right, back in the day on there, back in the day, I wouldn't think about that little eight sheet, you know, little pamphlet they put in there to help me know how to put this thing together. What I would do, Holly, is I look at the, the picture on the box, I lay out all the pieces, and then I start putting stuff together. And Brit, it will always come once I finally got to the end. There was always a certain screw that I was supposed to put in at step four. And I ain't got to step 28. And I got to tear that joker down and start all over again. Because I was scratching my head, and, I, and, I, and here's what I would do. I would try to figure out a way to jimmy that joker in there without having to take everything down, and then I end up chipping something or breaking something. That's what's known as male pride, right? Why are you laughing at me, Ashley? I'm just, I'm just, so where am I going with this? That's how we can be as believers. We want to look at everything outside around us to think we can figure this thing out. Oh, you got your little degree. You got your little certification. Oh, your savings account looking a little right here. Oh, you done met some new friends. and You done connected to somebody new and your little network getting a little bigger. And then all of a sudden, we start going to them. We ain't seeking first the kingdom. We seeking somebody else to help us build our own kingdom. So the focus is not the kingdom of Jesus. The focus is the kingdom of Mises. And so I begin to build my own kingdom, and then I realize I should have adhered to step four. Now I'm at step 28, and God got to tear all this down. And then I get upset with God. God, why me? Well, God said you should have asked me in the beginning. I told you what to do. I told you where to go. And watch this. I said I'll be with you. As a matter of fact, I said I build it. Unless the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. So here we go. Britt, I tried to stay in the chair. Britt, I tried to stay in the chair. Now watch this. This is indicative of the fall. The fall of man. The whole grand storyline of scripture is creation, fall, redemption, restoration. This speaks to the fall, the impact of sin on our lives, where we are by default, our nature will choose our own will, our own way over the will of God and God's ways. Isn't that what scripture tells us? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Behold, I know the plans that I have towards you or that I think towards you. They're good. They're not what? And they're to give you a what? And bring you to your end. His thoughts towards us, they're good. They're not evil. They're to give us hope 
and bring us to our expected end. And so his instructions are important. I love what Bible scholar Wayne Grudem says about this. He says, the clarity of scripture means that the Bible is written in such a way that its teachings are able to be understood by all who will read it, seeking God's help, and being willing to follow it. The clarity of scripture. I was reading something, Miss Wendy. I was reading something in scripture in my early days. I was probably about three, four months old in Christ. And I probably was either in Deuteronomy or I might have been in Leviticus. You know, that just Leviticus just tear you all up anyways. But it's some good stuff there if you let the Lord reveal it to you. So with that being said, scratching my head, and I'm like, I can't understand this. What's going on? And the Lord said to me, he said, son, I'm basic arithmetic. One plus one really does equal two with me. There are some complexities, but what I need you to understand and grab a hold of, and you're going to be okay by doing, is that one plus one really does equal two with me. God ain't trying to hide nothing from us. He said, watch this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He says, it is my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He ain't trying to hide nothing from you. He ain't trying to keep you in the dark, because that's not him. In him, there's no darkness at all. He's only light. So we got to understand every time we get into the scripture, God is trying to say, I'm trying to make you and make your life a little bit brighter today. Because your word is a lamp unto my feet, light unto my path. So here's the instructions that the Lord gives us. He says, watch this. Don't be anxious about your life. Verse 25 and verse 33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Rebuild family and friends in the room and online. I can tell you, that our success can be found in these two instructions. Jesus made it more clear because he's the better preacher and teacher than I could ever think about being. He summed up all the law, said, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and your strength. And the second is like unto the first, that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. We looked at that last year. But I want to I add a supplement to that, right? Here's a supplement to help us understand that we can live the kingdom life. We can be kingdom ambassadors. We can walk in our kingdom authority. We can continue to have kingdom access. And we can experience the kingdom abundance if we do these two things that Jesus is telling all of the people in this moment here. Don't be anxious about your life. Let me address something very quickly. Because I got some intelligent people in the room, Mr. Tony. When you talk about anxiety, people get in their feelings. That's what anxiety does. Right? There's two key categories that I want to address today. There's clinical anxiety. I'm not educated to speak on that. Right? And then there's general anxiety. Oh, I got, I got plenty of stories. <laughs> Give me a doctorate in that. I got some of that to speak about it. Now, the clinical side of anxiety... I'll never be disrespectful to, never be insensitive to. There, there requires the grace of God known as medical professionals in the land to help process, diagnose, and provide, if needed, the necessary medicine or structure or any other additional resources to aid with that specific category. I don't want to address that today because I ain't qualified. What I am qualified in is the life anxiety. 
Anybody been in a classroom before you had to take that exam, that final exam? That brings anxiety. Anybody ever been on E and you know you should have stopped at three gas stations ago and you riding on them Jesus fumes? That's anxiety. Especially if you're on 95, right? You thinking like, oh man, I know that rest stop said it was like 23 and there's gas stations, but I thought I could push it. I thought I could make it. And now that, that, that yellow light is looking more yellow. Anybody ever been there? That's anxiety. You ever back in the day when you used to go, see, they don't do this no more, Mr. Charles. When you're back in the day, we used to go to the ATM machine, right? And you go, I, I mean, I don't know if they still do that anymore, but they may do it, right? But you used to go there back in our day, you ain't have what you had back then. You would put your card in there, and they would give you access to money that you know you ain't have. And so you would go a certain time, hurry up, put it in there, and get that little $40 out, because you knew you were going in the negative, and you said to yourself, well, I'm just going to be all the way in the negative. But you will go there hoping that it will go through in that moment. I can at least get that $40 out there. Anybody, where my 90s folk at? Anybody better than See, there it is. That's life anxiety, right? And so with Jesus on this hillside, he's preaching, and he's saying, I am life. And in relationship with me, once we end this thing together, and you let me love on you, you let me take care of you, you ain't got to worry about nothing. I got your back. I got your front. I got your sides. I got your bottom. I got any angle of your life that you need. I am King Jesus. I got you covered. Now watch this. It's not saying don't be human. Don't miss that. It's not saying don't be human. Because he wouldn't have said don't be anxious if anxiety won't in the room. He was discerning by the Spirit what was happening amongst the people. And so he said, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm here. I am. Fill in the blank. Not only am I here, but I am. Fill in, oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Not only am I here, I am. You need joy? Well, tell me that's what you need, because I am that. You need peace? Well, just say it, because I am that. You need hope? Well, just say it, I am that. You need your bills paid? Well, say it, I am that. I'm Jaira. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www dot rebuildchurch.com that is www.rebuildchurch.com our church meets in durham north carolina and if you're looking for a church to attend we'd love to have you join us we meet weekly at 10 a.m on sunday and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website you can also find our full services on our youtube channel please join us for our next episode as pastor chuck finishes up his message titled seek ye first Thank you.